Welcome to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ, the podcast. I believe that the best coach you can ever have is that one person that is staring straight back at you every morning in the mirror, you. Join me in discovering some key strategies so that you can create an empowered life and inspire others to live theirs. Your journey to being your own best coach starts right now. SIDS is still one of the largest causes of death from one month to one year. River's Gift was established in November 2011 by Carl Waddell and Alex Hamilton. These two devastated yet focused and determined parents were searching for answers surrounding the sudden and unexpected death of their healthy baby boy, their first child, River. River passed away in his sleep at just 128 days old with no specific cause of death established after a thorough forensic investigation. River's Gift has evolved into a globally recognised cause with thousands of supporters joining them in their mission of stamping out SIDS. To date, River's Gift has has generated over $1 million and relies solely on the support of the community and corporate giving for raising the funds required to drive and implement their initiative. It is my greatest pleasure to introduce someone that I've wanted to interview for such a long time, Uh, one of the founders of River's Gift, which is Alex Hamilton. Welcome, Alex. Thanks, JJ. How are you? I'm wonderful. I'm so excited to be interviewing you today. Thank you so much for giving up your time. No, thank you. It's a pleasure. Oh, wonderful. So tell the, let's just start with uh, telling telling the audience a little bit about yourself, a bit of an elevator pitch if, if um, you might. <laughs> sure. <laughs> um, so I'm originally from the UK, um, so I've been in Australia for, oh, about 12, 13 years now. So um, even though everyone at home thinks I sound Australian and everyone here thinks I sound English still. Um, but, yes, I've been here for about 12 years, uh, met my husband here, um, and my background's in event management and I was an actor for, for years. Um, and then, yeah, we had we had River in um, November 2011 and, you know, he was perfectly healthy he was our first child everything was going amazing um and then yeah tragically we woke up on the 7th of November 2011 finally passed away and sort of everything changed you know everything in that moment stood still and um yeah it's been uh, one hell of a journey ever since yeah and you've got two other children as well haven't you we do, that's right. So I was pregnant very quickly after losing River with our daughter, um, Shiloh, and she's seven yeah. now. And then, yeah, um, we've got a little boy, Bodie, who's four years old. So got our hands full. Yeah, and they're absolutely gorgeous. They are, <laughs> I see them on, on Facebook doing it, and they're characters. They are. They're absolute <laughs> characters, both of them. They've got these cheeky little faces. They have. They're full of life and, you know, full of beans and, yeah, homeschooling at the moment, which is um, a challenge. It's very interesting. <laughs> work. I'm sure every parent out there is, is feeling the same as we juggle work and, and our lives and, and kids. And But, you know, I, I look at these kids every day and, and they, they talk to me about River and, you know, Bodhi yeah. 
texted last night as he was falling asleep, Mum, do you ever think River will come back down to earth? And, you know, it's yeah. he just has such a, a beautiful connection still with him, even though they've never met him. And, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. That's beautiful. So tell me a little bit about your beautiful son, River. What special memories do you have of him? Sure. I mean, being my first child, and I remember the moment that he was born and just thinking, oh, I wasn't particularly maternal before I had him. And I remember thinking, please let me let me feel this connection with this child. And the moment that he was born, I remember looking at him and just thinking, oh my God, this is this is exactly what I should have done years ago. Um, you know, I was at the time and I was just so, so overwhelmed with the love for this little baby. And, you know, he was so such a good baby, you know, apart from feeding every two hours and you know, waking every two yeah. hours. Um, you know, he was he was full of smiles and, you know, he he was just your perfect little boy. And you know, and that's I think that's one of the hard things with SIDS is there's never any reason found for why these babies are passing away so you know he was healthy he was in a cot he was asleep on his back you know I don't smoke there was, there was no reason found for why he should should have stopped breathing that night you know that's one yeah. of the tragedies and trauma that goes with such a sudden and unexpected death yeah and and I know you know from a mother's point of view how you know when your baby comes into the world how protective you are of them yeah Absolutely. You know, you have this 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 instinct. You talked about instinct before, and how it just, you know. And I remember too before uh, before I've I've lost a baby mm-hmm. um, when I was seven and a half months pregnant. But I I've got um, that was Raymond, and now I've got um, my son Dylan, who's uh, twenty two. I think I forgot his age. That's all. And you know, I just remember thinking everything changes when they come. You just, you know, sometimes you don't think that you've got that that maternal instinct, mm-hmm. but it just can happen and you want to protect, you know, you want to protect them so much. Oh, you do. And I remember saying to him, you know, that that's the one thing that I'll always be there to protect him. And, and I think that was one of the things that I really battled with after, after his death was, you know, I, I wasn't there and I, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't be with him when he died. I didn't have any idea. You know, I had a video monitor on him so that I could see him, but obviously he didn't yeah. work, so I didn't like. And, you know, not being able to protect your child and stop something like this from happening is, you know, such an ordeal for any parent to face. And um, it's one of the things through Rivers Gift that we really work with lots of other families on, you know, honouring their child and making them realise that they're not alone in this and that it's happened to so many of us and, you know, that all we can do, it's called Unite Our Program and, you know, it's by us uniting together we'll be able to be the voice for our baby. Yeah, that's beautiful. So so can you can you take me back to that, to what happened on that day? Mm, sure. Um, so... I'd fed River the night before. Um, he was a bit restless. Um, so at around, it's probably around 11 o'clock at night, I remember giving him his last feed and he fell asleep and I popped him into his cot and I got into bed and I remember looking at the video monitor and thinking, okay, it's a, around 11 inch. He'll be awake at around 1 for his next feed. I'll get some sleep. And I woke up and there was light coming through the, the blinds in the bedroom and I remember thinking, oh, wow, his what time is it you know he must have slept for a good few hours something. Yeah. I looked at the clock and it was 7 25 and my mum had just moved over from the UK so she'd come over to help me um while I had Riv so I thought well maybe mum 
got up and I'd been expressing breast milk. So maybe mum got up and given him a bottle and, you know, she's, she's with him and thought, Alex is exhausted, new mum, I'll let her sleep. And I thought, I'll get up and, and just wander into the lounge and see if see what they're doing, if they need any help. And wandered into the lounge and it was, it was quiet and empty and I thought, oh, maybe mum's got him in her bedroom. So I wandered into her bedroom and she was pretty fast asleep. And I think that was the moment that I went, something's wrong. And yeah, um, I ran into or screamed for mum and said, you know, mum, where's River? And she woke up in a, in a panic saying, what do you mean, where's River? And I ran into his bedroom and um, I, I can vividly remember just the coldness. I'll never forget. And sort of yeah. walked over to his cot and he was on his back about halfway up the cot. So he'd moved up the cot quite a way and I put my hand on him and he was cold. Um, and from there, it, it, it's very blurred. I think my mind's shut out a lot um, from what happened. From yeah. on. I have sort of pictures of things that, that happened and I remember screaming and Carl will, will say a lot when he does talks and things that that scream is something that he never will never forget because it was you know, such a, a piercing scream. It, it, he knew something was, was awfully wrong and yeah. I picked River up and ran out to him and we started CPR and from then it was just sort of chaos as, um, you know, neighbours heard my screams and the police arrived and ambulances arrived and it's such a surreal feeling and I remember lying outside on the grass um, in November so you know, I, lay on, I lay on the grass and have my face and I remember the, the whole dew on the grass and I remember just praying and thinking, please, please just tell me you'll bring him back. And yeah, about at that moment, the paramedic walked out and just shook his head at me. And yeah, I guess you know, everything just fell away. Yeah, how, how do you how did you deal with that loss? Like, that's you know, one of the one of the things that you know, often people will say the loss of a child because I suppose you know, we, we all have to deal with grief in, in, in our life, yeah. it's just it's inevitable. But I suppose that, you know, in my head I've always thought, you know, that that you you go before your children. Do you know what I mean? Absolutely, that's and yeah. yeah, and that's how the process goes. Mm. And so sometimes, it, you know, for me, I know when I lost my baby, it was like I, I couldn't comprehend yeah. that, that that should happen. That isn't how, how life should be. No, no, it's it's. Look, it, I don't think there's any set way and I think that's one thing I've learned is that however you deal with this is your way of dealing with it. And, you know, I can tell a yeah. parent that, you know, I dealt with it this way but it might not work for them. And, it's, you know, I think in those days that followed I was completely in disbelief that it happened and you're very numb and you're very, you know, you feel completely empty. And I remember thinking I don't think I'm going to survive this. Um, you know, I feel, yeah. you know, how, how am I supposed to ever be happy again? How am I ever going to think that I can have a fulfilling and, and again after this because my baby is gone and, you know, I was feeding him and so I had milk pouring from me and, you know, it was, it's such, there's so many other things that go. I mean, he was only four months old, so I was still really only going over the birth and, 
you know, there's so much that, that goes with it when you lose the baby. And I remember taking a couple of sleeping tablets and literally just wanting to sleep the day away and, and not believe that, yeah. that it was going to, you know, that I was going to ever see the light again. And I think it wasn't until I met another bereaved mum and that was very soon. So in the hospital, um, we had an amazing organisation called Hope Bereavement and they came into the hospital and a lady called Tracy, um, she came up to me and I remember them saying, Alex, we've got a counsellor here. And I thought, well, what the hell is a counsellor going to do? You know, no one can fix this. And in my yeah. breath, she said to me, oh, Alex, I'm a bereaved mum as well. And I looked at her and just went, oh, my God, thank God she is here. And she said, you know, I'm five years on. My daughter died five years ago. And I remember thinking, oh, my God, she, this woman survived this. And I think I clung on to her. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she left my side for probably the fifth month. Um, yeah. Really, she, yeah, she really did save my life, I think, in those first, first few weeks because it, it just meant that I could see that there was a bit of hope for, you know, what the future might bring. And, and that's something we're really passionate about as well at, at River's Gift is that we want to be able to be there. You know, we have parents who've lost their baby that day and they contact us within the first 24 hours and, you know, they need to know that you can survive it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And what what other support did you have around you in that time? Oh, I was very lucky that my mum was here. Um, you know, so mum mum really, you know, she she picked me up off the floor many times. And we moved in with my father in law and and um, mother in law um, just here in Geelong. And because I couldn't couldn't stay in the house where River had died, so um, we moved straight in with my mother and father in law. And my mum came as well. And so that was really great just to have family around us at that time. But obviously, within my family being in the UK. Um, that was that was pretty tough to be away from them. But my brother flew over and my best friends, two of my best friends from the UK, they flew over as well. And so it was pretty pretty integral just to have, have them here. Um, and then pretty quickly we met other bereaved parents and we met other people that had lost, whether it be through stillbirth or, you know, two SIDS or to accidental death of, of some scenario and we just realised that we really weren't alone in this and there were a lot of people who were experiencing and, and you know, how to move forward each day. Yeah, absolutely. How did you, as you said before, people move through grief in different ways. What challenges did you have uh, with, because you, you um, and Carl and your mum were all in the one house. Yeah. Did you see the differences in regards to how pe how each of you dealt with grief? Mm, absolutely, yeah, and and everyone around us, you know, people people want to fix fix it, and unfortunately, yeah. and so you know, you have people trying to say the right thing, and people trying to make you feel better, and then you have days where. It was funny, I remember at River's funeral and I was I was almost comforting everybody there and, you know, I was trying to be the hostess and, you know, being making sure that everyone was okay and I fell in a heap on the night and it's, it's really, yeah, it's, it just it comes, it's really second by second and, and minute by minute and, you know, you can feel one thing one second and then something happens and, you know, it's out of the blue and you feel another way. And so it's really hard to align that, you know, myself and Carl and, and mum, like you said, and, and then Carl's family that were around us. And 
you know, everyone's trying to deal with the shock of it all and, and then try and be there for each other. And it's a very, um, very lonely journey, I think, because, you, you know, you, yeah. you even though you're all there experiencing that same grief, how you deal with it in each moment is very different. Yeah, absolutely. And, and then how did River's Gift come about? Like when, when was that you know, started? When was the discussion started? It was really quick, actually, because what yeah. if within days, Carl and I, you know, and, and the family were all saying, you know, how can this happen? You know, how can a perfectly healthy, strong, you know, big baby boy just not wake up? And it, it just didn't make any sense to any of us. And so we all, everyone was researching kids and, you know, we all just wanted to know everything we could about it. And we, we sort of came up against a lot of brick walls and went, okay, so what research is going on to find out why this is happening? And really at that time there was very little money being put into research, especially within Australia. Um, there was a lot of money being, being put into a safe sleep education, which of course is so valuable, but we were like, you know, we want to find the cause of this. You know, we want to find a cure so this doesn't happen to anyone else. Um, so a friend of ours from Queensland, Amanda, she flew down and she was with us and she was like, look, I think we need to, sort of foundation out and people wanted to donate money and we didn't know where to donate money to so we created rivers foundation um, very early on and so by his funeral we'd ask people to donate to rivers foundation and i think by wow we'd raised about 16 17 dollars and like okay so what are we going to do with this money and Amanda went away and came up with this logo and it very quickly became that, you know, this was a gift and that this is what was going to change things for so many other people. And so River's Gift was born. And, um, yeah, it sort of evolved from that and, and grew very, very quickly. You know, people, friends and family were raising money for us straight away and we, we sat with researchers and with scientists that were doing all the research and we were like, right, we just want to know everything there is to know about what is happening and where we can channel our funds, where we can make a difference. Um, and at that point we met with a lady at the forum in Melbourne and we sat with her for about seven hours and, uh, and literally told her about every bit of research that was happening and she sort of made us aware of that the major research at that time was really happening at Harvard Medical School and Boston Children's Hospital in the US. And so we established a fund that was going to send Australian researchers out to Harvard so that they could really learn from these experts and then hopefully come back to Australia and that they've really reignited passion for research here. Um, and that's what happened. So we've sent three Australian researchers over to Harvard. Um, some have just done, they've all done incredible work, but one particular has actually did find a discovery that was in all the media and that has managed to escalate other research, which is just, yeah, so, so incredible and, and heartwarming for us to know that the money is actually going to the cause. Yeah. Love it. So with, with River's Gift, what do you do? So what does River's Gift do? So we have sort of three arms, I guess, to the business. So um, so the one funding yeah. research. So at the moment we're, we're partnering with Adelaide University and um, the University of South Australia and we, we've just funded a three-year genetic research study there. Um, and then another arm is education. So we, we realised that 
really SIDS wasn't in the forefront of a lot of people's minds and that, you know people believed that it didn't really happen anymore and you know as you said in the introduction it, it's claiming the lives of approximately 100 babies a year so it's really significant it's about one in three thousand so you know we have to wow. make sure that people were first all educated on what it was and realised that it wasn't suffocation and then secondly that people were knowing why safe sleep principles were in place because you know people knew the safe sleep principles they weren't understanding why they were so important so we tried to tie in the research and something called the triple risk model which people can find through our website and so we're now educating health professionals um, throughout the whole of Victoria. Um, we partner with the Pregnancy Babies and Children's Expo and run an advice centre for the tens of thousands of parents to come through that. Um, and we're just about to launch um, an online education series, um, you know, with everybody working from home now and really sort of embracing this online world of education, which we're just about to launch um, a program there. And, and then the other arm is the Unite Families. So it's a program that really evolved after we met other families and said, you know, these families want to be able to honour their own child. So we have River's Gift, Uniting Four, and then it's the name of their child. And we enable them to do fundraisers who, I don't know, it might be hold an event or it might be run a raffle or we have amazing families across Australia that have raised hundreds of thousands of dollars for our cause, um, all in the name of their own child who passed away. So it's a really special program that really sort of ties us in with with each other and it's amazing it's it's such an unbreakable bond that we have with these families and we had a Brisbane ball in November last year and as our first ball out of Geelong and about seven of the families that we worked with came along to it and there was so many tears as everyone met everyone and you know it's it's a really just such an emotional feeling when you meet another family that you know have gone through the same thing and you know we we all know that we're in this together and you know they have our backs and they know that we have theirs and that we are you know as adamant as ever from the day we lost over to eight years on now that we're going to find out why this is happening yeah and it must be such a healing process for everyone involved yeah i think it is i think it is you know it's it's nice to be able to to um sort of have 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 someone else there that that knows how you're feeling in that moment and and yeah just how to how to acknowledge that you are still the parent of that child you know i'm I'm, i always feel happy that people say to me all the time oh you're with mum and you know i want other families to be able to have that acknowledgement and understand that you know just because that baby isn't here doesn't mean that you're not their parent anymore yeah absolutely absolutely and and did you find that people even people that had the best wishes maybe were saying things um you know like i know for you know you hear people say oh particularly when someone's had a loss it's like oh and they try and say something that they to make you feel better but sometimes their words mm. are um, not what you want to hear or they're not the right yeah words. it's funny because it's- I'm in that yeah. position now and, you know, I'll meet a newly bereaved family and I think, oh, I don't even know what the right words are. And, you know, because there really aren't any. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, we've had some some great ones. Um, you know, we, we've said we're going to write a book. I've spoken to some of the other SIDS families and they're like, we should write a book on what not to say um, in these times. Um, you know, I had people yeah. saying, you know, oh, 
you know, I wish to buy you a teddy, um, you know, so you've got something to cuddle. Um, if you ever want to borrow my baby for a cuddle, you can. And, you know, just things where, the, where you know that their heart's in the right place and, you know, you know, yeah. we want to be able to help and fix this. But in that moment, it's hard to stay sort of gracious and, uh, and accept yeah. support. And it's challenging too, as you said, people deal with grief differently and so each person will have their own words that, that, that they'll go, oh, I don't like that, you know what I mean? And um, uh, I think, you know, it's important for people to be yes. there, you know, just to be there for, for others when there is, you know, a yeah. loss, um, just to be there, to give a hug, to say I'm here to, to yeah. listen um, I think that's really important. Oh, is, absolutely. And we had people making meals for us for weeks, which was so good because, you know, the last thing you want to do is be headed to the supermarket or be cooking meals and things. So, you know, just making meals, dropping us a message and just checking in. Um, my mother's group, um, so they were obviously deeply affected um, when we lost yeah. their values were still the same age as Riv and, you know, they they still to this day, every anniversary, go down to Porky to um, Cozy Corner and they put flowers in the water um, and their, their children run around and talk about River and, you know, we go down there with our two and well, it's, such a, it's such an emotional time just to see the, the other eight-year-olds now running around and knowing about him and seeing one of them missing and but it's it's unbelievably special for me to know that they still remember him. And, you know, at Christmas they put they send me photos of their eight year olds putting stars on the tree for River, and you know, just just little little acts that that really do mean, mean so much. Yeah, with, with with River's gift, what what's been the biggest challenges? Because as you said, you you've been an actress. Uh, you've been in event management and then suddenly you're creating this not-for-profit organisation. What, what were the challenges that you had? Um, yeah, we've, we've learnt a lot. Firstly, <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you know, working together with your husband, that's been uh, <laughs> the number yeah. one uh, learning curve, which, um, yeah, you know, we're still, you know, eight years on, we're, we're still, we still work together really well, which is awesome. Um, I think it's just been being adapting and, and taking your passion out of it sometimes and putting the business head on that that's probably been our biggest thing whereas we've had to look strategically at things and say okay you know take out the emotion what is going to be the best thing for this organization in terms of you know whether it be business planning or you know we've got an amazing board um and our chairman jt is based in sydney and we've got nine other directors um that are really hands-on and really um really support us in in every way we possibly can so that's been really really helpful and um and, and also a learning curve as well because we've had to loosen the reins and you know let other people make decisions about you know how things are going to be and um we have a staff member now as well so um we have a marketing sponsorship manager and we have um another sid's mum who's a, a volunteer um, who does a hell of a lot of work for us um so we're really yeah we've really had to let go and and look outside of the box and, and look less as River's parents um, and, and more as, a, as an organisation about how it's going to grow. Yeah. Did you have any mentors along the way? Um, mentors. I think 
I've always been, I've been lucky to, that my mum has always run businesses. So mum's always been a, a really good sounding board for me um, to know that I can, I bounce stuff off her all the time. And she's very creative, very strategic in her thinking. So she's, she's probably my biggest mentor, I have to say. Um, but I, I've also worked a lot in the Geelong business community. So I do take take a lot of tips from lots of different people and then, you know I'll, I'll reach out to people wherever I can if we're stuck on things and you know we, we're so lucky with the the network of supporters that we do have um whether it be from volunteers to you know people raising money for us or people just reaching out and saying how can we help you know that's um yeah we've been incredibly lucky yeah well, I think I think people make your you make your own luck and I think that you know you and Carl have really, you know, created something really beautiful uh, out of a tragic situation and you're helping so many people uh, with, you know, whether they're going through it or they know someone that's going through, uh, you know, similar to what you've gone through and you're educating people. Uh, I mean, you're, you've created this amazing you know this amazing rivers gift that's helping so many people and and you don't even know the people that you're touching that maybe haven't you haven't yeah. even met that you're helping you know even by doing this podcast uh, there could be somewhere someone in the US that you're helping you yeah, know um so I think you know which is, is incredible we, we we have people from the UK from because we work a lot with with American families you know we we have people all over and it's um Carl flew to Utah a couple of years ago to um, speak at a conference there and the other Sid's families were there had all heard of the gift and you know that that is so touching for us to know that our message is getting far and wide and if we can be a beacon of hope or you know a voice for these people you know we've got over 10,000 supporters on our Facebook page and you know Instagram and LinkedIn and we're always getting you know people reaching out to us and yeah it's always it always amazes me that people have heard about us or you know can can get some sort of level of support from us so we feel incredible yeah so so what have you learned about yourself in this journey <laughs> Probably Alex. that I'm a control freak. <laughs> <laughs> you just said you were delegating. Learning, learning to delegate. <laughs> um, I've, I've learned that I have um, probably I can compartmentalise quite well. Um, I think I'm able to um, put my experience at the back of my mind but still use it uh, and to know that other people know that I understand how they're feeling. You know, I've, I've, had to, I've had to really, you know, when I'm at speaking engagements, I might be speaking at a conference or an event and there might be hundreds of people there, but I've, you know, I'm in a, you have to put together um, to a certain degree. And, you know, I think I've learned I'm stronger than I thought. <laughs> um, I'm a lot stronger, yeah. Um, mentally than I ever thought was possible you know in, that, in those moments I remember thinking I was going to survive and here we are eight years on with this charity and two children and you know it's um yeah it's amazing what your mind can do and what your body can do when when you're really passionate about something yeah your mission you know having a strong mission pulls you through so how do you how do you empower your mindset on on it? You talked about homeschooling at the moment, and I'm sure there's a lot of mums and dads listening to you with um, in the middle of uh, 
COVID-19 at the moment. How do you in business and, and as a mom and as a, you know, as a, as a woman, how do you empower your mindset? What do you do? Um, I think my biggest thing is to give myself a break. Um, I think as, as parents, as mums, yeah. you know, as working mums, you know, we tend to pull ourselves apart and have such high expectations of what we need to achieve. And, you know, anything, if we drop the ball at all, it's like that's it. We've failed and, you know, we've, we've pulled ourselves we're useless yeah. and you know I think we're our worst enemies um often and so I've had to, yeah. to pull myself in on that and rein myself in and say you know what I'm doing the best I can in this moment with the resources that I have and you know tomorrow is another day and I'll just keep on and it's always knowing that that you can wake up tomorrow and you're going to have a better day or you're going to try better tomorrow and you know I'm I'm, I try and be a patient person, but I do have high expectations. And my daughter is good, and so she she's only seven, but she's she, she blows me away with her mind. And so she keeps on my toes, and she's the first to pull me up actually, um, and say, "Come on, mum, <laughs> give yourself a break." Here. Yeah. I've just I've just really learned learned to do that and and take time for me. I think I threw myself into you know, survival mode a lot over the, the years and, you know, so petrified that it was going to happen again to one of my children and that I really didn't think about me in that time at all. And I just feel like I'm coming through the fog and the haze now and, and that that really this is time for me to be kind to myself and to give myself the opportunity to to be okay and and it's okay if I have a down day it's okay if I have to have a bath at three o'clock in the afternoon just to have half an hour to myself but, you know it's okay if I'm working at nine o'clock at night and I've had a couple of hours off in the day you know I just think just be kind and and be flexible and don't have these rigid goals or expectations yeah, absolutely. I, I remember for, for me, I had for two years, it's interesting that you're saying about being kind to yourself. For two years, Alex, I had this sticker that I would have on my on my diary and I had a selection of them. So uh, one year, for two years, I had it on my diary and it, it was a love heart and it said, uh, be kind to yeah. yourself. And I would look at it every day. That was my my motto, if, if I must say, for me to just keep focusing on being kind yeah. to yourself because you're such a server yeah. as well, Alex, and sometimes when you're serving others and it's all about others, we've got to fill up our own mm. tank to be able to continue to serve those Absolutely. around us. And especially when you're dealing with your own business and, you know, your, your own families, you're so passionate about getting the best outcome that you can become absolutely drained by it all. And, you know, I think I really fell into that rut for a long time and I've, I've had to pull myself up on it and say, you know what, you're doing a good job and you are a mum and you are doing well with the business and, you know, you are helping others, but you need to help yourself as well. Yeah. What what's next for Alex? What's next? What are you going to create? I started working full time for the organisation in August last year, so I've only sort of I haven't even had twelve months yet of working full time. Before that, I was doing one day a week, and I was juggling other work. Um, so um, that's that's been a bit of a learning curve as well to, to go full time into business. But I really want to pursue um, more speaking engagement. You know, I think that's a great way of us getting our message out to so many people. Um, 
we already do that but it's really yeah. looking on a national level how we can get our message out there to more corporate organizations you know what we've got really tangible programs here that that you can get behind and really make a, a direct impact so so that's one of our, our major goals um and i think that's a personal goal as well um you know for me to just get back to being me <laughs> a little bit more get more of me back yeah, yeah. Yeah, love it. So how can people listening support Rivers Gift? What can so they do? So the best way is to jump onto the website, um, which is riversgift.org. Um, on the 2nd of July, it's Rivers' ninth birthday, um, which is hard to believe, nine years. Wow. Um, and we're running a campaign called yeah. 128, um, 128 Gifts. So we're asking 128 people to donate $128 um, so River is alive for 128 days, so it's a really significant number for us. And so we're hoping that people get on board with that. Um, we're also just about to launch a Stampathon, so our access line is Stampin' Out Sids. Um, and so we're launching this Stampathon, so yeah. families can get involved and run or walk. Um, and so that'll be on our website as well. Um, but there's so many different ways, you know, just by jumping onto our Facebook page and sharing the messaging, um, you know, if you have another SIDS family, please send them our way so that we can offer our hand um, and just, yeah, just support them as much as we can. Um, but, yeah, there's we have um, items on our website for purchase, um, direct donations. Yeah, there's, there's such a multitude of ways. We'll just reach out and see, you know, see how, how they want to help. Yeah. Well, I just want to say thank you so much, Alex, for your time today. You you guys are doing an amazing job in regards to supporting people that uh, have gone through, you know, that, that terrible tragedy, those that, you know, you're educating people so that, um, you know, I know that when you're having a baby, you get all of this information thrown at you from all different directions and your website can be a really great place for people to go to be up to date with, you know, uh, education mm -hmm. around SIDS. And I love that you're, you're, got such a mission and you've got such a heart space to, mm -hmm. for serving others um, and uh, I really appreciate that you have given your time today for the listeners because I know that there's there'll be lots of people out there that you're helping right now so I really want to say oh, thank you thank so you, much JJ. Alex. It's so great to be able to share you know what we've learned and, and what we're doing with with people so yeah no thank you for the opportunity. Wonderful. Take Thank care. you. We'll see you soon. Thanks for tuning in to Be Your Own Best Coach with JJ. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast and follow me on Instagram at JJ Speaker Coach. And remember to live with insatiable passion, create an empowered life, and inspire others to live theirs.